Joe-san. All you little disappointments, that is right. Everybody, we are back with another episode of Sorry to Disappoint, where even if it's not a morning for you, it is still a morning somewhere else in the world. That is right. I'm Irvin, and as always, we have none other than our in-house basketball expert right here, Adrian. That's me. What's up? What's up? <laughs> basketball so, expert. <laughs> yeah, basketball expert. So ladies, gents, non-binary folks, it is a couple days past the 6th of August 2021, which can only mean one thing. It's NBA free agency, aka F5 season, baby. <laughs> now, the NBA free agency might be filled with a lot of information, so don't fret everyone. And by everyone, I mean the two to three people that still listen to this podcast. Your NBA expert analysts are here to help you figure out what all these moves mean. Um, and yeah, yeah. you, you want to finish up? And of course, we're only going to be talking about the spicy news, not those um, Mike Muscala two-year, $7 million deals. No, we're going to want to talk about the real spice. You know, the type of spice that makes you go, wow, that's spicy. Yep, that, that is preferably the type of spice we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, I was just going to say... Um, I again have been playing that putting paying that close attention to everything that's going on with the mm -hmm. NBA free agency. Um I know the big stuff like what's going on with Lakers. Mm -hmm. That's literally yeah. it. Um from what I hear from Irvin, he said that there's some juiciness going on, like a nicely cooked steak. Yeah, real wow. juicy. I was actually thinking <laughs> when you said juicy, I was like medium rare, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> has to be medium rare. Whoever's eating their steak, well done. Like, just leave, just leave. <laughs> yeah, that's besides the point. So I'm I'm ready to hear like everything that you have for me. Sick. I'm that's like awesome. I'm, I'm like ready. That's all I can say. Yeah, this is. <laughs> Honestly, this is the unless your favorite team is winning the finals, this is the most exciting part of the NBA season. Yeah, I would like, say for, so. Since like 2014, it has been the main thing I've kept up with. Just yeah. free agency, who goes where. Yeah. So that's a fair point. But before we get started, I just want to bring you all back to 2017. It was a blisteringly burning, blazing, balmy, baking, boiling day in Dallas, Texas. Probably. Dallas, Texas. Imagine you are Nerland's Noel. You're seven feet tall and you play pretty good defense. And you decide <laughs> you are a free agent and you decide, you know what? I'm going to bet on myself. And you turn down a four-year, $70 million contract to instead sign a $4 million qualifying offer in hopes that next season you can get a bigger contract. 
but that doesn't pan out. And for the next three years afterwards, you sign 3.75 million, 2 million, and 5 million. So instead of making 70 million, you make like less than 15 million. <laughs> so for years, so actually, like this offseason, he signed a three year, $32 million deal. But, okay. you know, you could have had 70. <laughs> so for years this was known difference. Yeah, for years this was known to be one of the worst moves a free agent in the NBA has made since Latrell Spruel. Am I even wow. saying Wow. Right? Holy shit, I have not heard that name yeah. in a minute. In 2004, he turned down a 3-year, 21 million dollar deal, which at that time would make him one of the highest paid we're not highest paid, but we make him like very well paid, obviously. But he turned it down because, I quote, I have a family to feed. Hmm. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> How much money does your family spend, bro? <laughs> Holy shit. Exactly. Three years, 21 million. You got to feed your family. So I'm gonna Back in go. 2004. So you can assume this is like in today's sort of NBA contract terms. That's like turning down um, almost like 15 to $20 million a year. Yeah. Because so the salary cap was not as high at that time. 2004, right? Yeah. Crazy. I see. What's $21 million in 2004 convert, like, converted to? I mean, it depends on if you're going to compare via inflation or by like salary cap. Inflation. So that's Man, like 30 millions. Through. $30 million today. Uh, from $21 million? Yep. In 2004 oh. to today. Oh. Yeah. So you gave up on $30 million. Yeah. So, yeah, you give up like... It's $10 million, million dollars. a year. That's almost mm-hmm. a million per month. And just think about it. In 2004, the salary cap was set at like $43 million. And in 2017, the salary cap was basically $100 million. So... Mm-hmm. If you t- put that twenty-one million, you do some math here and there, and then that's like f- turning down fifty million dollars over three years. So, that, as I said, it's around like fifteen to twenty million dollars a year. <sighs> but we have a new winner. We have winner. the man who has taken the title from Nerlens Noel, <laughs> and this man is another than. Did I just say none, none other than none other <laughs> is none other than Mr. Dennis That's Tough Schroeder. Yeah, I heard a little. Yeah. I heard yeah, what have you heard about it? I don't know. Like, uh, I remember someone mentioning about him turning down a fat contract or something like that mm-hmm. and deciding yeah. to go for something much less, which I don't understand. Uh, I only heard like okay. very, very mm-hmm. surface details about it. So that's pretty much the gist of it. So earlier last season, the Lakers, they offered him four years, 84 million. Yeah. So 21 million a year to which Just- Schroeder, he turned it down. <laughs> said, no, I don't want that. Like it, it's, it, 
it's just crazy to me. Like to us, that sounds like so much money. It's crazy to think that, that is a lot. <laughs> like, I mean, and um, what I mean is, it's crazy to think that these athletes feel they deserve more like like that that number <laughs> is so big that it's just not even fathomable for us and yeah. then they're out here for being like plebs. 21 million dollars a year what do you think i am a fucking amateur come on like <laughs> <laughs> i deserve at least 30 or something like that like that's crazy to me so yeah sure he turned down four years 84 because he Dumbass. believed he's worth at least four years 100 preferably preferably 120 million over four years <clears throat> which is basically all-star money isn't a point. max contract now at 250 that's a super max contract that's a super max so so what is yeah. so not what's like a max contract um if you are less than a 10-year veteran then you would sign for 30 percent of cap of the cap the salary cap right and then every year you get like a five-year pay rise so let's say wait what every year you get a five-year pay rise i'm sorry five percent five percent so let's say let's say the salary cap is like a hundred million so your first year would be 30 million uh -huh. and then your second year would be 31 and a half and then 33 and then 34 oh so 35. so every single year it increases by five yeah. percent but if you're eligible for the super max then you can go for 35 percent of the cap and then every year is at eight percent increase Shit. I, oof. so it can get really big and we're going to talk about that later but yeah which let's let's uh continue on our friend dennis schroeder here uh, so yeah, he wants a hundred to hundred twenty million over four years, which is basically more than starter money. And wow. as of right now, only three teams have cap space, but none of them have even twenty million. Most of the right out of those three teams with cap space, I think only like one or two have more than ten million, and only one has more than fifteen million. Uh, so that's, things that's are not per looking year, good for Schroeder. Is what you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, per uh, year. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> so <laughs> this can only mean like three things for Schroeder. So number one, he signs with another team mm -hmm. for just less as a free year. agent for much less. Yeah, as kind of like less. a prove it year. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna sign for um, what is called the mid levels exception, so it allows teams to go over the salary cap to sign a player for either 5.9 million or nine and a half million. Mm -hmm. So the Knicks initially had interest in Schroeder as a playmaker and as a defender, but you know, Schroeder, he's not that great of a shooter. Yep. And according to the rumors, Schroeder said, "Now nah, I want 25 million a year. So the Knicks are not giving him an offer anymore because they already moved on to other players. Yeah. Most recently, he's been linked to the Boston Celtics, uh, according to the rumors. But right now, the holdup is still with contract. So the Celtics only want to give him a one-year deal. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, yeah, and Schroeder, he still wants the bag. He's asking for more money that the Celtics can offer. And he's asking for a longer deal, which the Celtics cannot offer. And it is unlikely that they would go 
to such lengths lengths for Schroeder because they're gonna go after Bradley Beal next year. Oh and, you wow! Know, yeah, the no, why would you? <laughs> why would you want a no Schroeder when you when you're going for Bradley Beal? I just think so they, yeah is he so confident in his abilities that he thinks he teams want him that badly that they would be willing? I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. You you go first. Like at this point, you have to think that he should sort of like been humbled a bit. I think because so. Because nobody's signing him. Yeah. But, but he's, he's still so, asking. Do you I I feel like it's one of those situations where he's just in so deep that he's just like fuck yeah, it. <laughs> it's like go hard or go home, you know? Like either I get I like somehow finesse my way into an amazing contract, which I don't deserve, quote unquote. <laughs> Or I lose everything and just get an absolute mm. shit contract. Because mm. it's, that's his only options right now. Because yeah. he's yep. literally yep. pushing all the teams away. At least from what mm. I'm seeing. He's, pu- he's scaring them all away. And then mm. unless he accepts a shit contract or he somehow like uses his charisma <laughs> to, to convince someone to give him a fucking <laughs> fat <Charisma>. contract. <laughs> He's yeah, that's not happening. Nothing's gonna work, you know. So, as I mentioned, there are like two types of mid level exceptions. If yeah. you're not above the luxury tax, then you can offer nine and a half million. Yeah, but if you're already over the luxury tax, then it becomes 5.9. So, the Celtics they recently passed the luxury tax line by re signing Ennis Cantor to a one year deal. Okay, so they can only offer Schroeder 5.9 million instead of the 25 30 that Schroeder wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know whether he's going to end up in Boston. They seem to be the only team that is seems to be willing to sign him at this point. Yeah, I don't... I think a lot of it comes from how... Like, just the stubbornness from yeah, Dennis yeah. Schroeder. Like, he could have... I think he could have very well... Like, obviously, he fucked up with, like, the Lakers with that mm-hmm. $84 million contract. But he could have very well gotten like a somewhat, I think, decent contract. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously he could have not got it like a four year sixty. Yeah, like not year, up to yeah, his standard, longer. obviously. But it's like, bro, look around point, you. Just take dude. the money, man. Yeah, like what? I understand. Like you're you're somewhat of a veteran. You've been in the league for quite a mm-hmm. while. You've done. You've made a name for yourself, so you feel like you deserve a little bit more. But I mean, there's gotta like you can't work towards it, right? Like when you yeah, realize yeah. teams are starting to back out, just shut the fuck up and take the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we'll see what happens. Uh, the second option is that he resigns with the Lakers, but for a much, much lower contract than even the mid levels because they already used it. So the mid levels will be like five million. That's the five point nine million. But if he re-signs with the Lakers on a prove-it deal, it would be a minimum contract, which is like two and a half million a year. Yeah, and I don't think the Lakers are going to do want to do that because they are already like nearly seventeen million dollars above the luxury luxury tax line. Yeah, which means they're already paying thirty-five million in luxury tax. Yeah, and I also feel like just 
going off like basic human nature. The fact that he turned yeah. down the first contract, even though it was a fat contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're probably a little bit salty about that. I mean, I would <laughs> if I was like the Lakers. I would not. Yeah. If I was Palinka, I would not want to keep Schroeder because he mm. would be playing a lot of hero ball, a lot of selfish ball in order to try and get oh, yeah, himself to a prove contract. himself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so a I would point. not. That's it. a very fair point. Yeah. And, and so my- the. Yeah, yeah, the third reason, the third option is that he actually signs a decent contract with the Lakers for a sign-in trade. So that was what actually that the... So a sign-in trade is the Lakers, they sign him to a contract and then they just trade him to another team. And then they get assets in return. Maybe it's like another player or it's like draft picks. So that's a sign-in trade. Uh-huh. But then what happens to, the, to his contract? Like, so for example, if with- let's say... Let's say the Lakers trade him to uh, the Wizards as part of the mm-hmm. uh, Russell Westbrook trade. Yeah. So they would sign him to whatever contract, let's say four years, 60. So Washington takes that contract. Oh, so the, in return, the contract they send back assets. Follows yeah, him. it goes to Washington. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. It goes to, goes to the team he's traded to. So initially, that was what the Lakers wanted to do. They wanted to sign and trade Schroeder as part of the Westbrook deal. Uh, But, and they tried to bring in the Kings, Mm -hmm, the Sacramento mm -hmm, Kings. mm -hmm. But both the Wizards and the Kings did not want him. (laughs) And you know it's bad when Sacramento Kings don't want you. (laughs) Yeah, Like, you know it's bad. That's like, uh, that's the, where NBA dreams go to die. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I honestly haven't heard anything happening with the Kings at all. Yeah, they tried so to get that, rid of Buddy Heald. So Buddy Heald was linked to the Lakers. Oh, yeah. And that was the supposed to be the initial thing mm-hmm. where part of the Westbrook trade has Schroeder go to either the Wizards or the, or the Kings and then the Lakers take on Buddy Heald. But that, I don't think that's possible anymore because of salary... Um, salary restrictions. Right. But yeah, that was the only thing I've heard about the Kings. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Honestly, I don't even know who's playing in the Kings anymore. Uh, like, that's I how... I only know like De'Aaron Fox. Uh, I think oh, Harrison Barnes uh, is still there. Oh shit, Harrison Barnes. I Rich forgot Warren about Holmes, him too. Marvin Bagley the third, aka got picked before Luka Doncic. Is uh, Ben McLemore there or is he in a different team? No, he was. Oh, he's, he's on the, the Blazers, Blazers now. Right, he was right, formerly right. on the Lakers. Mm. And also, you know that Schroeder is destined to be there to take the torch from Nerland's Noel because <laughs> his last contract was signed in 2017 for four years <laughs> $17 million. <laughs> you can't make this up. It's it's fate. It's fate. It's destiny. Like, for, if you hear this and you're like, don't believe in such thing as fate, man. Or destiny. <laughs> like, check yourself. Because <laughs> this is destiny. Like, he, yeah. I'm not saying that Schroeder is a bad point guard. He... He's decent, I just think not he's, for the contract he wants. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's done enough for the Lakers to where he deserves such a contract. 
I'm yeah. not saying yeah. he didn't do anything well for the Lakers. Sure enough, mm-hmm. I'm sure he contributed a decent amount. Yeah, I, I quite liked his defense. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah it's a bit, bit, bit too confident, <laughs> I would say. You know, pro tip. Pro tip. If you're a player in the NBA and you go to bet on yourself, don't go 40% from the field, 30% from three, and average 2.8 yeah. assists. As the starting point guard, yeah, just a just playoffs. a pro tip from two high school basketball, ex high school basketball players. Yeah, that of course. One hundred percent. Where else would you get what, expert advice? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, I'm I'm honestly surprised the NBA isn't sponsoring this fucking podcast. Like, <laughs> and the further pro tip, yeah, don't score zero points in game five of the first round. You know, <laughs> you know this this type of pro tip is like the. Just be, just don't be sad. Yeah, it's like, just <laughs> don't suck. <laughs> just don't suck, dude. You're in the NBA. You're starting. Just don't I mean, suck. I wonder how the Lakers front office feels about this. Like, they must be really happy that he turned down $84 million. But they also might be, like, quite disappointed that the person they traded Danny Green and a first-round pick for is... Yeah, he's Dennis the Menace, as LeBron called him, but yeah. just a menace to his own team menace to society baby like everyone's so. fucking flipping <laughs> shit from his response dude so i guess you can kind of call so we don't know if the lakers are happy or upset so you can kind of call this uh dennis schrodinger how how long were you setting up for that <laughs> very long time very long time <laughs> You know, so that's a <laughs> that's a great way for us to kick in a really <laughs> nice, spicy, spicy. continuously progressing piece of news. How much would you rate that spice? I would say it's about like 300,000 Scoville units. That I spice. don't know anything about Scoville units, man. <laughs> Dang. I, I was like thinking on. of... Oh, wait, wait, you were like, like just two saying numbers. Spicy. <laughs> Okay, so now let's move on to actual signings okay. in the free agency. So literally in the first minute when free agency began, mm-hmm. Shams Charania, he tweeted, he brought in the big guns, immediately tweeting that Lonzo Ball has signed a four-year, $85 million contract with the Chicago Bulls <laughs> in a sign-in trade. Interesting. Oh, sign-in trade. So, so does that yeah. mean he'll go to the Bulls and then they'll trade him? Right away. So he so he signed a contract with the Pelicans, and then the Pelicans traded him to the Bulls. So okay. in return, I think the Bulls sent over Tomas Sadoransky and Garrett Temple. Usually it's like it's not a lot of assets you're sending over in a sign and trade. Right. Because you have to treat it sort of like a free agency signing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do yeah. you think? Lonzo Ball and the Bulls. Um I don't know. I'm looking at who is playing for the Bulls. They've got DeMar DeRozan. Yep. Oh, shit. Caruso. Oh, I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... I think it's... I think it might be interesting. But I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference with Lonzo mm-hmm. going to the Bulls. I mean, what do you think of Lonzo as a player? Um... Think like, what do you think right. he can bring to Chicago? I don't know. Steph Curry like, with a 40-inch vert. 
<laughs> I mean, how's he? How's he doing right now? Like he's, let's see, fourteen. I think points, he's decent. Four rebounds, five point seven assists. I think this, this is a solid season. stat line from your starting point guard. Um, and his shooting's a lot better too. Yeah, did you see? Like three. apparently he changed his shooting form when he was in. Yeah, the he doesn't have the. He like, doesn't he have has that weird like twitch. You know, uh, yeah, he used to. What? Well, which Michael Jackson song was it? When they did like the thriller. Yeah. <laughs> this is thriller. Yeah, his shot used to be the thriller dance. Um, <laughs> not not anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I I would be looking out though, like to see how he does. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, if his shooting improved. And they have Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. And they have DeMar DeRozan, who I Are assume DC is going to be the main passer or the main, main facilitator. DeRozan? Yeah. Why DeRozan? I think Lonzo is not as great in the half-court setting. He's really good in transition as a passer. Mm-hmm. But in terms of half-court, he has not really shown that he's um, at that level. But DeRozan has That's shown as he has played for the Spurs for three years as their lead initiator. That's fair enough. I'm just looking at their like salaries. DeMar DeRozan's got $27 million. Yeah, three-year, 85. God damn. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about DeRozan. So yeah. keeping it with the Chicago Bulls. Yep. So DeRozan, he even went on a podcast, like I think it was like last week mm-hmm. or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he basically made it super obvious he wanted to play for the Lakers because that's his like hometown Dream. team. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I guess he just wanted to make life even harder for the Lakers because they already <laughs> have three non-shooters. And so he's like, "Why not a fourth? You know." Uh, but the Lakers had run out of cap space, so they could only offer him that five point nine million, which yeah, would be which an insult to even bother he, offering yeah. to DeRozan. Yeah. So he signs his three-year, eighty-five million dollar contract with his, with the Bulls. Also a sign-in trade. So the Bulls sent the Spurs a first-round pick in exchange for okay. DeRozan. Okay. So now the Bulls, they have Vucevic, Vucevic, uh, Ball, Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine for their starting lineup. And I don't really know how to think of it. Yeah. It's kind of like I'm just grabbing these random ingredients from, it, the, yes. from the pantry to make say, a it dish. It feels like such a... Not messy is not the right word, but uh, such a random, random. Oh. Coach Budenholzer, oh, fuck. <laughs> We've come full circle, yo, Bulls, <laughs> Bulls for the twenty twenty two champions. I'm calling yeah, it right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and there's good, also more reason to believe people. that the Bulls are going to be twenty twenty two champions. So. In 2019, they traded Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Lakers win the championship. Last season, they traded Drew Holiday to the Bucks. Bucks became the champions. Now they traded Lonzo Ball to the Bulls. 2022 NBA champions confirmed. Confirmed. You're you're gonna come in, watch Lonzo and the Rosen average like 30 a game. Twelve. <laughs> as long assists. as we can have one game. Where Lonzo Ball is actually a Steph Curry with a 40-inch vertical, <laughs> I'd be pretty satisfied. I don't, yeah. I always feel like Lonzo, I don't know, bro. I don't know what to think. 
I'm just a little bit confused with the whole lineup right now. Yeah, and with Lonzo, it's sort of like the idea of Lonzo is way better than actually he's, having Lonzo. He's also very like un I I won't say very under the radar, but he's he isn't like it's you know Lonzo because it's Lonzo Ball. Like he's part of the Ball brothers because of his dad. Mm-hmm. But you don't mm-hmm. you don't think Lonzo and you're like, oh yeah, fucking his shooting, his passing his game is crazy, you know? Like, maybe his ugly-ass shooting form before, but like now that that's gone, you're just like, oh, it's Lonzo Ball. Like, of course... Yeah, yeah he's kind of... He's gone pretty radio silent ever yeah. since he got traded to the Pelicans. Pelicans, yeah. On the Lakers, he had his, like, rap albums. Did you see that? And stuff like that. Did you see that video of him uh, when he gave everyone in the Pelicans a, an Xbox? Oh, no, yeah, I did not see yeah. that. So he gifted everyone in the team an Xbox. And then when Zion Williamson Ooh. saw it, like they were filming the whole thing. And then Zion Williamson was just like, no way. Hey, you know what? Bring it in. And then he walked, like, two of them like walked, walked over. Lonzo thought he was going to dap him up, right? So he like put his hand up ready <laughs> for a dap. And then Zion Williamson slapped his hand away. And he was like, nah. <laughs> he was like, nah. I said, bring it in. And then they like hugged. So it was like kind of <laughs> wholesome, but the fact that he just slapped his hand away was so funny to me. <laughs> I'm gonna send you that aggressively video. wholesome. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, <laughs> like he just walked over. He's like, "Man, bring it in!" Like holding the Xbox, and it was supposed to be like, "Oh yeah, fuck it, uh, thanks, bro." But no, like he just slapped it. In. He was like, "I said bring it in," <laughs> and everyone in the comments was like, "If Zion Williamson tells you to bring it in, you fucking bring it in." <laughs> yeah. Are you going to say no to Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon? I don't think so. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I just made that comparison in my head. God damn. Yeah, I wouldn't. So with the Bulls, uh, they're clearly mortgaging their future for like immediate success because they Mm -hmm. lost apparently three first round. They lost three draft picks. Wendell Carter Jr., Thaddeus Young. Alfred Camuto, Otto Porter Jr., Thomas Sadaraski, Garrett Temple, and like some second round picks. Mm-hmm. So they're clearly trying to win now. I wouldn't say they're going like super all in where they have to like, like where they have to where like to win <laughs> Your Asian next came year. <laughs> but I don't know how much success this would bring. It's sort of a ragtag roster right now. It's kind of like Misfits. Yeah, I think you so. Know, it's um, it's kind of like something that you do when you're playing. Um, it it kind of feels my like GM. they just uh, yeah yeah you just see what like I'm not saying the the players individually are good, not saying that they're bad, mm. but for some reason once they're all in the same team, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I think I think what you said with the if you play my GM, like that that's. It's like a a video game. Like if you get to mm-hmm. pick your own team, mm-hmm. you want to see how how like crazy of a matchup you can pick and have it still somehow work out. I feel like that's kind of what's going on. They're just taking in whoever, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, why not Lonzo Ball? Oh yeah, we got DeRozan as well. Fuck it. Oh shit, Caruso. <laughs> you want to bring Caruso in here? <laughs> Come on here. Like we got space. You know. Yeah, it definitely does feel like that. Speaking of Caruso, pain. Just Ooh. pain. Oh, you are so sad about that. <laughs> you I'm couldn't... genuinely sad. Like, I've not been 
sad about a player leaving the Lakers. Like most of the time, I just like, all right. The yeah. only time I was quote unquote angry was when Dwight left the Lakers the first time because mm-hmm. I was like sixteen. Yeah, I don't know. But now Did it's like when traded? Caruso, uh, no, Dwight just left. He just decides to sign with another with another team. Interesting. But with Caruso, it was sort of everybody was like, "No way, he's leaving the Lakers. Absolutely no way." Yeah, he, he is. He's called the goat. LeBron calls him the goat. So why would you get rid of the goat? And then Chicago offers him four years, thirty-seven million, and it was just too much for the Lakers as far as tax implications. Mm. Because if they paid the same amount as the Bulls, then they would be paying. They would be have to pay like forty million a year in terms of tax Jesus to keep Caruso Christ. because they're so over the cap. Yeah, Christ, and they're already paid. They're already paying 40, like 35, 40 million right now. So you plus Caruso's one, then you're looking at like 80, nearly 80 million in terms of a tax bill. That's insane. So it sucks. And Caruso is now my favorite player outside of the Lakers. So sorry, Matisse Thibel. <laughs> um, always rooting for Caruso, but mm-hmm. yeah, just pretty sad Headline. that. Yeah. We should have oh, an man. episode when he had the, well, where we... When he had that... F- oh, yeah. We should have a headband episode. Yeah. Where dude, it's just like, like... Dude, when the Bulls play their first game, we can watch it live <laughs> together. We'll live stream it. With, and a we'll, with a headband. That is the only that's the only appeal of the whole thing. You, you get to see us in headbands. That was it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I want to keep yeah. the conversation on... Um, on former Lakers, mm-hmm. or I guess just the Lakers in general. So it's the return. It's return of the Mac in La La Land because the Lakers just decided to sign like a lot of forward players. Yeah, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, Dwight Howard again. It's a very old team. It is. You know they're the oldest team in NBA history right now. History. Yeah. The average age oh, is like yeah. 33. But then again, like not like back then, not a lot of players would stay as long as like current M- NBA players do. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That's that, true. That does make sense. Um, but still, like, yeah, it is a very old team. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard's 36. 36! Trevor Reza is 36! Wayne Ellington is 33. Carmelo's 37. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Half of the team is older than 32 years old. It's a bunch of old men. Literally. Like, they did bring in some younger players, like Kendrick Nunn is 26, Malik Monk is 23, and they re-signed Taylor Horton Tucker, who is like 20, 21. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they're old. They're very old. And they're sort of banking on experience. Hell, even Westbrook's 32. Yeah. Old. Old, real old. That's why, mm-hmm. like we were saying, like not Russell anymore. It's Russell. Russell. <laughs> um, if the team manages to stay healthy, for Which is sure, a big if. Yeah, big if. 
I feel like at that age, you you literally gotta do what LeBron does, like spend all that money just making sure your body like stays mm-hmm. in shape. Not even yeah. like you're performing at the top every single game, mm-hmm. but just the fact that mm-hmm. you avoid injury. Because yeah. it gets to that yeah. point, like especially once you reach thirty year old, thirty years old, your body phys- your physicality starts to t- deteriorating (laughs) like your performance just drops you know Mm -hmm. um it takes a lot of effort to maintain um Mm -hmm. and i'm talking about maintaining not even like performing at your peak you know like lebron's a fucking exception because he's a freak like a freak of nature so Mm -hmm. we're not taking him into account but like in general the general public when you're 30 years old, it's way different from when you're in your mid-20s, even though it's only a mm-hmm. few years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for them to like keep playing, keep performing well and all that, they have to put in like extra effort. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But if they do stay healthy, though, Jesus Christ, this team could <laughs> be a problem, I think. Like, Anthony Davis should be in his prime. He's like 28. Yep. But, I mean, he's injury prone. Like, mm-hmm. So, as you and said, think about it. Like even, he stays healthy, yeah, yeah. Then it will make a huge difference. If the whole team stays healthy, then one, that's a miracle. And <laughs> two, that's a that's a that's a scary team, yeah. Uh, in terms of versatility, and I'm hoping that like Melo gets a chance at winning a ring, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, didn't work yeah. out for Chris Paul, but let's hope Melo yeah. gets it. <laughs> Speaking of Chris Paul, he mm. turned he opted out of his $44 million contract. So it was in his final year. Mm-hmm. And he re-signed with the Phoenix Suns on a four-year $120 million deal. Okay. So the last year of his contract, he will be 40 years old. D- oh my God. Do you even think he's still like, what's he going to be doing in f- at 40 years old? I have no clue, man. Do you think he'll be able to keep going until he's 40? What age did Vince Carter retire? 38? He was in his 40s. He was in his 40s? Vince Carter is different. He was scary. Like, even at, at like, late 30s, he was dunking. Yeah, because Vince Carter is half man, half amazing. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So, I don't know. I'm hoping, like, when he when Chris Paul turns 40, he goes back to his, like, pass-first playing style instead of what he did in the finals. Yeah, I was just going to say that because if you're a point guard, then supposedly your your game should age much more gracefully. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but Chris Paul is pretty injury-prone as well. I also so, think when I'm put sure. in the modern-day context... It's such mm-hmm. a fast-paced game. game. Up. Yeah. 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 And, like, people are just, like, scoring is just, um, like, what everyone does now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's what that's what all the players want. They want points. They want scores. They want highlight reels. I'm not saying, like, Chris yeah. Paul focuses on that, but, like, he's, score- he's, he's putting a lot more effort to scoring, I would say. So yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, like, as his age goes on he's uh, hopefully slowly gonna start reverting back to you know when the nba was slower he starts watching for the plays you know commanding the court 
I mean, mm-hmm. he's point guard for a reason, right? Like, why not go yeah. back to it? Actually, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Do roll of how it does. What the fuck did I just say? <laughs> 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 do the roll of so, how it does. <laughs> so. Uh, next one. So let's stick with point guard. So Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. former Houston Rocket, which still kind of blows my mind. I keep forgetting he used to play for Houston. Uh, he is now a member of the Miami Heat. So oh. also through a sign and trade from the Raptors. So $90 million over three years. In exchange, the Raptors received Goran Dragic and Precious Achua. Dang, they got rid of Dragic? Dra- Dragic? Dragic. Dragic. That's yeah. kind of sad. So, I like him. I like him in the heat. I do. Yeah, Dragic, Dragic is a real... Ah, <laughs> Goran is a, is a fantastic player. But, I mean, Lowry is just better. I mean, I guess. And I think he's a better defender as well. And a better shooter than mm. Goran. Yeah. And uh, I never really watched... Precious Achua play, but apparently the Heat really like Achua. So are they like outraged about the decision to mm, trade him? No, it's sort of like the um, well, we had we have a chance to get Kyle Lowry, so unfortunately we have to give up something. Mm. It's that kind of thing, right? Uh, additionally, with the Heat, so there's two more big, actually three more. Um, Big news with the Heat. So Jimmy Butler has signed an extension. $184 million over four years. That's a fat contract. That's an average of $46 Regular million contracts are like this big. That contract is like this big, dude. Fat. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fat contract. That's a fat And he's going to be 35 years old at the end of this contract. You know, like, I keep thinking that Jimmy Butler is younger than he actually is. I keep, like, <laughs> I forget when he even joined the league. I keep thinking he's 2010. Like, 2010. Oh, my God. That's 11 years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Was it 2010? I think it was two, either 2010, 11... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I keep thinking that he's younger than he actually is. I thought he was in his, like, I mean, I know he's probably like 30, 31. I just didn't think. Wait, no, that's exactly how. No, he is 30, 31. All right, never mind, dude. For some reason, (laughs) I, for some reason, I processed it as you're like, I thought you said he's going to be 35 coming like this season. I was like, holy Uh, shit. He's old as fuck. What? (laughs) (laughs) But no, I was right. My bad, dude. (laughs) What do you think, Jimmy Butler, getting the 184 million for four years? I think. Think it's a good deal. With oh, great deal. What do you mean? But I think oh, for the Heat. Yeah, I think so. Um, especially with everything that he's done for the Heat as a player, I feel like um, I mean. I don't know what else to say. Like he's got heart. He like you can tell he's a he's completely loyal to the Heat. Like, mm-hmm. He does everything mm-hmm. he he can from last year's championship as well. I think um, watching him play 
like which game was it when he played like basically forty minutes without rest, pretty much? It was almost every single game. Was oh shit! But yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I think I think the Heat sees it. I think they realize like he's a good asset to have, and he is a person that proves proved that mm-hmm. he deserves such a fat contract. I mean, it is mm-hmm. a fat contract, <laughs> but I it think is a very deserves, fat. Yeah, contract. I think he deserves it. I think the Heat. Yeah, the Heat did well to give him that contract. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. think there is an issue where like Butler is not that great at shooting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm, that's fair. But that's why you re-signed Duncan Robinson for five years, ninety million dollars. Five so, years, ninety woo! million. For one of the best shooters in the in the league. For some I reason, I thought was, he would he would get a bigger one. Yeah, so it's yeah. a good deal. I think it, this seems kind of like a compromise deal. So Hit. Miami probably would have liked for it to be less, and Duncan Robinson probably would have liked, liked it to, be to more. have been more. Yeah, but sorry, yeah, Mister Two they, Surnames. Like... <laughs> 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 sorry that 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 like tickled my funny bone. <laughs> 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 Mr. Two first name. Like that's 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 the kind of shit I say to people too to like <laughs> <laughs> Like if someone's called like I don't know like that oh, fuck I can't come up with a name right now. But like <laughs> two first name motherfucker type of thing. <laughs> like <laughs> But yeah. Go on. So first and foremost with the signing, so shooters they get paid. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's one of the most prolific shooters in yeah, today's game. I mean, I wish I could shoot like this, man. Uh, the problem is that opponents hunt him out on the defensive end. So, right. like, let's think of the Bucks when in the first round. Uh, Bucks and Heat. Chris Middleton just sunned Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Just hunted him out every time. Switch, 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 switch. Duncan Robinson's on me. Okay, I'm gonna go eat. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get what you mean. Um, I feel like, and I guess that's why. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you go. No, I, I, I was just going to say, like, that's just what happens when, like you said, you're as good of a shooter as he is. Um, mm-hmm. This happens mm-hmm. with all the best shooters. And that is why I think, like, being able to move without the ball is so much more important as a shooter. Yeah. Than yeah. it is to move with the ball. Like, if you watch Steph. Mm-hmm. The way he moves, yeah, holy he's shit! Always oh my running. fucking he's god! Whoever's running. guarding him must fucking hate it. Because oh like, yeah, they do. Like he'll literally just be standing there, and he'll just like fucking like have a seizure for, or something, and then they'll just be like, "Oh think, fuck, where's he trying to go?" You know? Do you think sometimes he goes like, <laughs> "Yeah, like just, just yeah, like, like oh, what?" Psych. I, <laughs> gotcha. Like, going to the left, nah, dude. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Every single time. But that's what makes it so hard to guard him because he's so good mm-hmm. without the ball. And I think mm-hmm. like if Duncan Robinson works on that agility, that mobility, being able to slip through screens and all that off ball, mm-hmm. I think that would be a fix. Obviously not the most effective way, mm-hmm. but it helps you, it helps the team. Yeah. He already has the second most three-point attempts per game for a career. At 7.8 per game. So he takes almost eight threes a game in his career. Only Steph has more. 
mm-hmm. uh, in NBA history. And Steph, he makes around like 33.3% of his three-pointers. And Robinson is just 1% less. One percentage point less. Yeah, that's why so I think... to get it for like 90 million over five years, I think it could have been higher if he was a better defender. But because he's not... So that's kind of like that's fair. There you go. That's fair, that is mil. fair. I mean, Speaking of Steph Curry, yeah. okay, <laughs> a lot of segues. he has signed the fattest contract in NBA history. So he's once again lived up to his nickname in China, mm-hmm. Sky Effer. Obviously, not going to say the word. Oh, <laughs> right, got you. By signing a. 215 and a half four-year extension starting in 2022 to 2026. Now, that sounds a lot, but let's break it down year by year. So, 2022 to 2023 season, he's going to get $48 million. Yep. 2024 season, $52 million. 2025 season, $56 million. And in 2026, he's going to get just half a million shy of 60 million. God damn, dude. Like. Dude, 10 years ago, I think only like one player had more than $30 million. Didn't he like before like, this is, this is what I heard. I don't know if it was true. Um, before, you know, when the Warriors had like just this crazy lineup. Like Durant was mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. Um, yep. death lineup. Yeah, didn't or as play... they called it, the Hampton Five. <laughs> what a dumb name. But anyways, the uh, I heard that Steph and Clay like gave up on a fat contract so that the Warriors could have more. Uh, what do you call that? Cap space. Cap space. Uh, to to sign Durant. In, yeah, to sign in. Well, or sign in like players that would normally have fat contracts mm. that's what i heard i don't, I'm think, not that's, sure that I don't think that's happened mm. i don't think then, so ah. because steph signed a four-year 44 million extension this was like probably 2013 yeah uh, that's because he was he had brittle ankles and Glass so ankles. he he wanted the long-term security and then when Durant signed with the Warriors, he was still under that really low contract. And mm. yeah. So oh, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of I think that's, that's what I heard. I, I so I don't that. think Steph actively gave up right, right. any salary. Because the Warriors owners are like, what's several hundred million dollars? We're that's rich. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> but he'll be 37 million when that 60 mil... He'll be thirty-seven. He'll be thirty-seven years old when that sixty million dollar contract kicks in. This, this I'm making whole, so many mistakes today. This whole free agency is crazy, dude. It's just making us go cuckoo. It's just a lot of numbers being involved. But yeah, yeah thirty-seven years old when that final year kicks in, and it's fully guaranteed. So, like Chris Paul's one, the fourth year is not guaranteed. So, oh, so that that helps the Suns a bit, but for Steph, he is definitely getting that sixty million, no matter what. Do you reckon he'll still be 
Ooh, but 37, so much can happen. His game, his offensive game ages so good, but you have to think about his durability and Mm -hmm. his defense as well. Yep, yep, 100%. Um, I think, yeah, it'll, it'll... At that point, I don't even think... I think he, he'd be thinking about retiring. If you're 37. Yeah, this is kind of like... That's the only way the Warriors can get out of paying him $60 million is if Steph retires earlier. Yeah. But, I mean, good on the Warriors for showing genuine loyalty to your, uh, to your championship player. Yeah. and like, I, mean, I remember the he... Lakers were clowned for doing that with Kobe. So Kobe had like... Two-year, forty-eight million in his last two years, mm-hmm. when he clearly just wasn't the player he was, and everybody yep. was like, "Ha ha, Lakers suck." Blah 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 blah. But it's these type of things, including the Steph signing, that tells these superstars that the owners are willing to pay y'all. It's <laughs> like to pay. pay and, and treat it's, it's also the like players like, better. It's not just about how you perform in this season. Like you've done so mm-hmm. much. We're gonna repay you for your efforts. Yeah, and we're yeah, proving they're gonna it take right care here. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I good on yeah, good, good on, on both them. the Warriors and Steph. I mean, would you tell Steph not? Would you off? Would you lowball Steph? Absolutely not. Oh fuck no, dude! Like he's had that mm. amount of power. He has that yeah. amount of power with him as a player. Uh, speaking of not lowballing superstars. Kevin Durant, he signed an extension with the Nets. $198 million over four years. $198. This is probably the fattest contract post-Achilles uh, tendon rupture. Wow. But then Actually, again, no, this is the second contract. Second, because he signed with the Nets after tearing his Achilles. And then they're like, here, have another fat contract. Oh, my God. I mean... I mean, he's, that's just an outlier, isn't it? Like... Achilles tendon rupture is supposed to be like career. Career ending. But I gotta say, like, Durant is still playing. Like, obviously, throughout he's a the beast. He's crazy. He's still a beast. Like, not talking about this season. Um, I watched like a little bit of how he was playing with um Team USA. Mm-hmm. Still got it, dude. Still, he's still smooth. like smooth. Like like, Sometimes you he, forget. He, LeBron, and Steph Curry—they're yeah. just the three best players in the in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Like and in I terms think, of like yeah. skills, and I think you like you just as, can't top these guys. As as famous, popular Durant is, he's kind of overshadowed by LeBron and Steph, just because the two of always, them are always. yeah, like relatively much healthier than him, especially after the tear. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. there's a lot more focus on the two of them. But then he's like this like underdog, you know, in the shadows, just fucking killing it. Yeah. And, and now uh, he's starting tweeting to, like, at everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, he's pretty infamous um, in like NBA fandom because he spends more time than any superstar replying to just normal people on Twitter. Which is good for him. I mean, great. <laughs> great yeah. For him. You know, like it's a good thing to do. It's just, so just kind of mind-boggling how, like, his worst enemy was not his Achilles tear. It was his freakishly long feet. What do you mean? I mean, he hit that crazy turnaround against oh, the right, Bucks right, right, right. that would have gone into the finals if his foot was just, his like, foot was a little so bit shorter. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, the Nets against the Suns, I would probably favor the Nets. Mm. I mean, I would favor the Nets. Um, So, yeah. But what a... Probably the most graceful return. I would say so, yeah. To the basketball court. To have such a serious injury. Mm -hmm. Very likely to be career-ending. To come back... And still perform at the level that he performed is yeah. something else. And like, you gotta realize he's six. What six ten? I think he's seven feet. He says he's seven feet six eleven. How many human beings do you see at that height with that like mm. those freakishly long limbs and still move as quickly and smoothly as he does? Just compare any no other one. seven foot. Hell, even let's take like a small uh big man like Dwight. He's six ten, so so to speak. He's like a yeah, even he's small. Is. He Dwight is athletic as fuck. Like he's quick for a center, mm-hmm. but he's mm-hmm. nowhere mm-hmm. near the agility of Durant. Yeah. Not even close. Durant is just so It's freak is His move is so like smooth and yeah. graceful when he's on the court. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's so like even if you compare him to, uh, for example, like Trevor Ariza in his prime, you know, mm-hmm. it's just no, it's no. just different. Yeah, like AD doesn't move like KD. <laughs> no, not at all. So, yeah. not at all. Like, if you don't give Durant, like, the, I mean, I think he's the best scorer of his generation. I think I so. don't think it's James I Harden. Would, I, I think it's agree. Durant. Or I don't think oh, it's Steph. I, because I would take Durant, like, yeah. over those two. If we're taking into account, like, everything, even physical, like, build, mm-hmm, I would pick mm-hmm. Durant over any of, the, uh, any of them any day. Yeah. Just yeah. that height yeah. gives you so yeah. much advantage. Mm-hmm. And then like you how do you, that. when he's going, how do you? You, you just Bro, don't know how to. He puts stop his him. arm up. You can't even. You can't even reach it. Which is why I loved when Thibault blocked his fadeaway. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's Thibault. <laughs> so even if he's coming off like an Achilles injury, if you don't give him that extension, you know you kind of messed in the head. Mm. I yeah, I think so. Like especially at a day and age where um, technology is so advanced. It's mm-hmm. we call it medical science is so much yeah, better too. We call it it's obviously a tendon tear, ligament tear. These are always going to be potential career-ending injuries, but mm-hmm. there's also mm-hmm. a higher chance for them to recover. And I wouldn't say they're back to hundred percent, but they might be able to get back to eighty-five, ninety percent of how they were before in mm-hmm. their prime. Yeah, and I guess because like KD, his game is not built too much on explosivity. Mm-hmm. And more on just savvy skills and just just being taller and longer than everybody else. Very agile. Um, is the way he can get you with the way he shifts his body because his arms are so yeah. long, right? His crossovers are fucking deadly. Like, I don't yeah, think he doesn't do any hard cuts, does he? He Barely. doesn't do any like super so. hard cuts like a Kyrie. No, no, no. Like Maybe all not. he needs that, is like a couple dribbles. Be. Right to left, boom. He's he's yeah. He does he's this, like through. shimmy pull up. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, like um, you're you're fucked in the head if you don't give him a fat <laughs> contract like that. Speaking of near career ending uh, <laughs> scenarios, 
I want to talk about Andre Drummond, the another clown from the Lakers. <laughs> clown. So about a month ago, somebody t- uh, on on Instagram said something about Drummond dominating, not being able to dominate the paint like Lopez and Aiton, mm-hmm. and Drummond replied. Tell y'all coach, play me more. And I could. It was basically a shot at yeah, Frank Vogel yeah. for not playing him more. Ooh. And apparently that was just a marketing ploy for his uh, NFT collection. What? Yeah. So, uh, ha 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 ha. Got him. Got him. <laughs> well, wait, you gotta, you gotta explain that a little bit for me. Like, do you know what NFTs are? Uh, Yeah. Non yeah okay so Wait, fungible no. tokens yeah non fungible token okay I thought I got it wrong so yeah. Andre Drummond has his own NFT line wow why I I don't know so I and cash for I money. mean he wants to get money if it's LeBron sure if LeBron it's James. Steph reasonable Andre Drummond if it's Batiste Thibault I'd be on it right now but Andre Drummond. No, and <laughs> pretty much everybody else had the same reaction as you, because it didn't go very well. So yeah, let's give I a just searched up Andre Drummond NFT. The first thing that popped up, Lakers news: Andre Drummond's NFT drop did not go well. <laughs> yeah, L- let's let's go through it, shall we? So, uh, the first he has four different NFTs. So the first one is called the Decision, and Ooh. if you get this NFT. Uh, your prize is an entry to some 2K tournament that is hosted by Drummond. And then uh-huh. afterwards, you get to sit down and chat with Drummond to discuss his off-season plans, career trajectory, and goals for next season. Is this a fucking interview? Like, is that what you get? <laughs> it's like, why would you want to sit down and chat with Andre Drummond? About his career trajectory. Like, yeah. If I meet an NBA star, that's exactly what I want to talk about. You know? Career planning. <laughs> like, I'm just like, so, like, I, I meet, like, first time ever meeting LeBron. I shake his hand, get his autograph, take a picture, and I was like, so what are your plans moving forward? <laughs> 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 that is exactly how that interaction would go. What the hell? So it was listed about a month ago, and it was initially offered at 0.7 Ethereum. So Which that's today that's around like oh US dollars, right? Today that's over two thousand dollars because oh. Ethereum is now over uh, three thousand. Uh, but there are only like actually all of them are still available. All thirty-two of them are available. <laughs> the highest bid is basically thirty dollars. So yeah, that's I the first that. one. The second one is the Showtime one. So you got to design. A pair of basketball sneakers that Drummond will wear in a game next season. You'll get tickets for two to that game. Here's the thing. The craziest thing about that is the fact that you're designing a pair of sneakers for him to wear. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like he's designing a pair of sneakers for you. You're paying so Um, that you can do work for him. But you see, the thing is, is with that one, is that you also get tickets for two to that game. You get flight and hotel accommodations for okay. two, okay. and then afterwards, you get to take home that sneaker that he will autograph uh. and hand deliver. And you also get a digital high resolution copy 
of that NFT. Hill, hill. So, <laughs> all right. So it started also on the 9th of July. Minimum bids were supposed to start at fifty thousand dollars worth of Ethereum. Jesus. The highest bid right now is seven hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, seven eight if. Seven hundred fifty is a good deal if like he gets it. Yeah, but then you have to buy the you have to buy two people tickets, you have to buy two people hotel and yeah, no, it's a I I mean like it's a good deal for Oh for the the person. Yeah, the bidder. For a long time the highest bid was like under eight (laughs) dollars. Oh, it's hilarious. And then so the next one is called the two oh three NFT. So um so there's 203 of them, and they were priced at supposedly $203. Right. And the winner just gets to own that NFT. So there's not that many perks from it. So the price and the number of copies is supposed to be like the jersey numbers he's worn in his career. And only two have sold so far, with the highest bid being like $1.50. The highest bid is $1.50. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so sad. And then the last one is the golden ticket NFT. Ooh. A one of one Andre Drummond NFT where the highest bid is 62 cents. <laughs> now remember, they were supposed to close like two weeks ago. So the auctionings should have finished a long time ago. But it's still going on. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's gonna get what he thinks he's gonna get. <laughs> he's not. No, and no. basically it's the same can be said for his contract because he signed a minimum deal with the 76ers. Huh? Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's everybody's reaction. <laughs> he's now did you see there's like a video of Embiid and Drummond meeting at the 76ers facility? Uh-huh. I'll send it to you because it's <laughs> just pay attention to to Embiid and how he and how he behaves when he sees Drummond. <laughs> I haven't even played the video yet, and I see Embiid's face in the fucking thumbnail. Yep, yep, that's what everybody's talking about. He just looks so awkward. Yeah, uh, what's up with that beef? Like, what what exactly happened? So, uh, Embiid was basically saying that uh, Drummond lives rent-free. Like, he lives rent-free in Drummond's head. And that there was a Mm. lot of, like, there was ejections involved because Embiid once scored on Drummond and then flopped and got Drummond ejected Uh from the game. So, and then Drummond was not happy about it, obviously. And then that's when Embiid was like, yeah, I live rent-free in his head. Oh, yeah, that's so awkward. He could <laughs> he could barely look him in the eye during that exchange. Yeah, you know it's like when you bullied someone and then your mom or your dad forces you to apologize. Oh yeah, and then you're like <laughs> looking down on the ground like yeah very, yeah, yeah I'm sorry like, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's like no say it louder. I'm sorry. Okay, God. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that is so awkward. Ugh. So good luck to the 76ers. Uh, the Pistons tried to warn the Lakers. Us Laker fans, we tried to <laughs> support. Some were like very hyped about it. 
Um, I was hopeful, but that obviously when didn't pan when out Drummond came well. in, yeah, no, uh, when I heard about that, I was I was like, oh, nice, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a a more traditional big man in the team. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it could be that bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Sixers, Drummond is your problem now. Thank fuck, though. So, to nobody's surprise, so moving on, uh, Kawhi Leonard, he will be returning to the Clippers, uh, although the terms are still being discussed. Mm-hmm. So, in case anybody has forgotten, Kawhi Leonard will be sitting out for most, if not the entire of next season with his partial ACL tear, which Reddit doctors say makes no difference in recovery time from surgery as compared to a proper tear. And as we all know, uh, we can always trust and believe everything the internet says. Mm -hmm. So I'll take their word for it. Yeah. I think um, Kawhi won't be playing pretty much at all next season. (laughs) I 100% agree with it. I took sports science in university, so that means I know my shit. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so at least we got like a better expert than me, at least. Uh, but we don't know how many years is his deal so far. We don't know if he's going to go for a two plus one or a four year max uh, with the Clippers. Mm. So I think... What do you think? I, re- I initially thought he would just take a two plus one. Mm-hmm. So you take a two... So it's a three year deal, but your last one is a player option. So... You can opt out of your contract early and then you resign for an extension, kind of like what Chris Paul did. Right. Uh, because there's still plenty of time for him to get just one more fat contract uh, after those two years. Yeah. And he would have been back for at least a season, uh, if assuming he doesn't play at all next year. Uh, but he does have a history of injuries. Um, so, and yeah. I think the NBA. Uh, TV deals are ending in 2024, which means that they could there could be another. Is it 2024 or 2026? Could be one of those two. But if it ends at 2024, you could expect a big, big cap spike again because ESPN and TNT are just going to pay extra money for NBA content uh, just to keep their companies alive. And Fair. so. In that case, you would sort of want to have your contract end right around 2024, which means he might take a four-year max instead, a four, a three plus one. Mm. But we can interpret that two different ways. So the first one is that Mr. Fun Guy is like, I love the Clippers. I love uh, Mr. Handsy Steve Ballmer, you know, just casually grabbing people's thighs like that and i want to stay with the clippers long term so that's the positive way to look at it yeah uh but the negative way is that oh his knee is in bad shape so he just wants that bag just in case i reckon it's a bit of both if um like Mm -hmm. what Kawhi's thinking about because like you said he has a history of injury Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not saying he gets injured a lot, but it seems like he's got two major injury. Mm-hmm. So the In thing like the with last Zaza, and then yeah, and then now the ACL tear. 
Mm-hmm. So I think part of him is thinking, yeah, security, go for that max contract, and also like it's stable. Like he's stuck here, mm-hmm. he'll just keep yeah. playing, do what he can after he recovers. And also a part of him, I don't think he hates being with the Clippers, even though I it feels like this is a weird team for him to fit in. <laughs> like with people yeah. like Patrick Beverly. Like some yeah. some people that's so high energy and then there's just Kawhi that's just that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like Good silence. Point. Point. You know? So I think it's a it's a it's like kind of a middle ground. Um I think he would slightly lean more towards the stability side, realizing mm-hmm. the kind of injury he has on him. And like we all like there's no guarantee that it's a full recovery too. There's no guarantee that True. he'll be he won't injure himself again. So I think he wants True. that stability. He'll probably want to stay there long term, be loyal to this team for now at least, and then see where mm. it goes from there. I mean, fortunately, ACL tears recoveries are increasing. Like the sorry, the recovery time is shorter and shorter mm-hmm. as the year goes years go by. But he is getting old, and he does have injury history. Yeah, so and not it's too sure. Not like he plays very. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like his his way of playing is qu- quite taxing on the bodies too, especially mm-hmm. when he's mm-hmm. on defense. You know, like yeah, and he takes a lot of like sudden pull up dribbles, fadeaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it's hard on the body. It's that's why mm-hmm. I'm saying like there's no guarantee he wouldn't get injured again. You know, and I would hate yeah. to see a situation like D Rose happen again. You know. Where he gets injured True. once and he just keeps fucking getting injured, then his career just starts dropping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of teams that will never amount to anything, uh, the Clippers were able to get a great deal to retain Reggie Jackson. Just uh, he's re-signed for twenty-two million dollars over two years. Twenty-two or two years. So eleven eleven mil a year. Had Schroeder rejected double of that. Yeah. See, there's a difference between these two <laughs> these two guys. <laughs> I mean, it's a great deal for the Clippers. Absolutely killer deal for the Clippers. He was so good in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, yeah. they wouldn't have gone so far I, without him. I also... F- I, I, do you reckon, like, Reggie Jackson just took the deal when they offered it? Or did he try to, like, negotiate? Yeah, I think so, too. I think he probably just went for it because I think he sees another... Like, the team has potential. Even with... Either that or because no other team could offer him the same type of, like, minutes and role within the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because he will be the starting point guard. And Kawhi is out, so he's like, that's my chance. Yeah. Yeah, good. I mean, at one point, he was beefing with Westbrook because he thought he was just as good as Westbrook at one point. At one point. (laughs) That that stopped. That was a while ago. (laughs) That was a while ago. But he's not bad. But yeah, good on the Clippers for that. Yeah, I think he did so well during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He stepped it up. Now we'll just have to see if it's like a one-off thing or he's genuinely that good. Yeah, let's not... Yeah, let's hope it's not one of those situations where, like, with under pressure, you, like, outperform how you normally would. And that's actually how mm-hmm. he is able to perform on a regular basis. 
I kind of hope is a fluke because obviously. <laughs> yes. But uh, I mean, I don't really have to more concern myself with the Clippers, especially mm-hmm. now that Kawhi is out. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. Paul George had a resurgent year, but yeah, not really too concerned about that. Yep. Not good enough. <laughs> and for the last piece of news, I thought we should end with the spiciest of Ooh, I'm ready. Scenarios. What's this like a like a burn your asshole kind of spice or uh an ass is involved. Okay. <laughs> well, sort of. I'll explain later. Alright. Uh, so you remember during the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs, uh Ben Simmons, he was basically the scapegoat for the Sixers mm-hmm. because he lacked so much aggression. He yep. was unwilling to drive because of getting fouled. And it came to a point where he was essentially thrown under the bus by Doc Rivers. Yeah. And say, saying something like, oh, we don't have a point guard right now. That, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> Which, remember that. You know, it's kind of like the basketball version of like a father saying, I have no son. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I think so. So, according to Jason Dumas or Dumas of Bleacher Report, things have gone pretty weird for Simmons. So, for on a Simmons. radio show, uh, Dumas said that the relationship between the Sixers and Simmons is beyond repair. But the clutch client, because Simmons is signed other clutch sports, uh, does not want to go to Portland. So, okay. Dumas said he doesn't want to go to a bad situation. He's reading the tea leaves. He sees Toronto. He sees Portland. And then, being the young socialite that he is, he is not looking to go to any of those situations. He's going to go to the California teams. Huh? Young socialite. Wait, what? I'm sorry. I'm a little bit confused. Basically, he's just saying that Simmons just wants to go to California because that's like where celebrities are because he's a celebrity. Celebrities go to Los Angeles or New York. They don't go to Portland. So he's looking at go to Toronto, L.A. So he wants he wants. So actually, he wants. So this is another one. So do I keep saying his name differently? So Dumas also tweeted Ben Simmons has cut off communications with basically everyone in the Sixers organization. Everything is going through his agent, Rich Paul. Ben is open to going to the Golden State Warriors, though he doesn't have much (laughs) leverage in the situation. So basically, Simmons, who has no say, he has no power, is still going like, yeah, Golden State sounds good. Let's go there. Train me there. I always feel like he... This whole situation feels like a kid. Like, that just got angry at their parents and is on silent (laughs) treatment, you know? Like, they're just like, you're not buying me candy, so I'm not going to talk to you. That'll fucking show (laughs) them, right? Like, cutting off all communication, like like not even trying to reprimand whatever the situation is, like, coming from, like, it's bizarre. Now, we should take what, um, Jason Dumas. Let's just says call with him a grain Jason. Of, uh, 
Yeah, let's just take what he says <laughs> with a grain of salt. Because he claimed that the 76ers hoped to have traded Simmons on draft night. But mm-hmm. no other Philadelphia media sports member said the same thing. So mm-hmm. it was only him. So it's potentially the fact that he's just trying to get clout. Which mm-hmm. makes him a dumbass. Nice. So there you go. That's the ass. Nice. But I don't see what's the point of Simmons going to the Warriors. They already have Draymond Green. So just imagine. Just imagine. They're running their half-court set. They call a play. Whatever it's called. (laughs) And then... But Curry and Thompson, they're already getting hounded by the defender. So Green, he drives in. He kicks it out to Simmons. Then Simmons, he drives in. Then he kicks it out to Green. And a green drives in and it kicks it back out to Simmons because neither of them want to shoot. And then 24 second shot clock violation. No, I see. See, it's it's that random we're talking about. We think uh-huh. we think it's not going to work out. That shit puts into play is going to be so confusing that Steph ends up with the ball for some reason. This is why the Bucks winning the championship is the dankest timeline. Because now, whenever something the game is happens that doesn't make any sense, just say random. Yeah, it's, it's random, it's, baby. Budenholzer, is the Budenholzer mindset? That's what it is. I will say though, if what Jason is saying is true, then this is the first time. Well, if what Jason say about like Ben Simmons wanting to go to Golden State is true. Mm-hmm. So this would be the first time we were seeing Ben Simmons shooting a shot. Hey, you're just coming up with like... <laughs> <laughs> you're just locked and loaded pew, pew, with a bunch pew, of these, pew, huh? Pew. Hey, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's not like the 76ers are being smart either. They are just asking way too much for Simmons. So according to The Athletic... Which are gen- which is generally more reputable than, than uh, Jason. Jason at Bleacher <laughs> Report. Uh, so the Athletic said that at minimum the Sixers are seeking at least four future first round picks. Wow, that's a lot of Fs. Uh, so they so want four first Jason. round picks, yeah, uh, via trade or pick swaps, as well as an All Star level player. So wow. they're asking for a that's, lot. Yeah. So that's more than what the Pelicans got for Drew Holiday. Um, the Pelicans did not get an all-star until afterwards for the Anthony Davis trade. They did yeah. give up quite a lot of draft picks, but it's Anthony Davis. And the Thunder, they did not get an all-star in return for Paul George. But they gave a lot of picks, but it is Paul George. Um, and the Wizards, they did not get this in return for Russell Westbrook. So apparently yeah. they offered Simmons to the Raptors, a team that Simmons did not want to go to, being the young socialite that he this is. Young socialite. <laughs> um, and they're like, we want Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, and OG Ananobi. For Simmons. For Ben Simmons. He no hmm? <laughs> no. I mean, I don't even no. keep up with NBA like that, and I know that's not a good deal. So the so the Raptors they yeah, easily they re- just like, rejected nah. it. They're like, no way. So, and everybody knows how the Sixers 
seem to feel about Simmons. They're just trying to get rid of him, but they they want to be the winners of the trade. They're like, which we have to appear like we've won work the trade out like that. Yeah, just look at the Celtics. I mean, they've fleeced so many teams only to amount to nothing. Yep. But the Sixers are kind of like, yeah, this guy, he sucks. So give us your entire team for him. Yeah, like what? Is like, like, do you think don't... this is some kind of reverse psychology? It's like, look, Simmons, we believe that you're worth this much. And it's like, wow, confidence boost. Suddenly Simmons is... is shooting half-court threes. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like they're they're doing this like bluff almost like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we we have this guy that we don't like but we think he's worth all of your team's best players and I feel like it's one of those like the Schroeder stubbornness where yeah. if they do it enough for some reason maybe miraculously someone takes a deal and then they're just like fuck yes. Like, <laughs> like it is reverse psychology, but like in that in the in the weird context, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like at imagine this point, the Lakers. This will be Dankus' timeline. Like, Lakers going sign and trade with Schroeder. We'll take Simmons. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that'd be so even sick. more non-shooting for the Lakers. That'd be, hey, you have four good, non-shooters. Good defense. good defense. Your best shooter would be Anthony Davis. For real? Like, yeah. I mean, just. If, like, as far as their stars go, so they already have Westbrook, LeBron, AD. Uh-huh. Westbrook's not a shooter. LeBron's not a shooter. AD's their best shooter. And then if they, <laughs> if Danka's timeline happens, not only would they get Simmons, a horrible shooter, they will also get DeRozan, a guy who doesn't shoot threes. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, that would be. Let's just see how, how, how non threatening our threes can get. <laughs> <laughs> What's spacing? Space is oh, is that like a little social black construct? Space. <laughs> that little black space, it's a social construct. Know. It's not real. <laughs> spacing is an illusion. But yeah, that's crazy. But this like, situation. I mean, Simmons is not a bad player, right? Like he's I think a top people, five defensive player. Yep. he has a lot of skill. He's a triple double threat. But it's just that the the skills he doesn't have is. And I also well, feel like pretty people. Yeah, but I also feel like people kind of it's blowing it way out of proportion. The right word, but I feel like people mm-hmm. could almost exaggerate how bad he is. Like mm-hmm. he he won't perform well, and then people make it seem like he's absolute trash. Like he doesn't yeah. even deserve to be in the NBA, which is yeah. I think people are a bit too harsh it's on him. Ludicrous. Yeah, ludicrous. Was that word mean? Like. Insane, bad. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outrageous. Yeah. So I think people are just too harsh on him. And with all of that, like, I wouldn't be surprised. On top of, like, what Doc Rivers said about him, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised, like, if Simmons was just like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, understandable. Yeah. Granted, I mean, I, if you're yeah. that age, and then some guy with a raspy voice, like, I don't, we don't have a point guard right now. It's, uh, it's, it's a bit much, you know. How old is mm. Simmons? Like 20? Uh, he should be around our age, like a year older. Wow, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot for He's a, like, what, 25? 25, 25, 26 years old? 
Let me see. Ben Simmons. Yeah, that's a lot for a 25-year-old. Like, he's only a mm-hmm. year older than us. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was in his position, I I don't know how I would have acted. I'd be on all those burner accounts on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Like KD, you know. <laughs> Just forgetting to switch accounts midway. It's like, fuck. Yeah, that's something I do. I totally do that. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd do the same. And and but for Ben Simmons, you also have to consider the fact that his he's getting an average salary of thirty five million a year. So a team actually has to be like, Yeah, we're willing to pay him thirty five million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And usually the teams that are willing to do that are the teams that a young socialite does not want to go to. <laughs> Curse that 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 young socialite mentality. Eh? <laughs> so pretty much everybody is kind of on Reddit is like, just trade it to Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> it's California. Why not? Trade it to Sacramento. Yeah, I mean like he yeah. Why wouldn't a young socialite <laughs> want to go to Sacramento? Sacramento? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's in Sacramento, but it's California. California yeah. love. <laughs> It's, 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 I, I can only say it's bizarre. Everything. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yes. Um, I didn't think the free agency would be this intense. That's why. That's why, this man. Season. F5 season I, is the best season I gotta start, ever. I gotta start paying more attention. It's so much more exciting than, like, playoffs. Because like <laughs> all you're doing is checking, like, on Twitter, on Reddit. You're like, did Woj say anything? Did Shams say anything? Please tell me you said something. <laughs> and then afterwards, like something just comes out of nowhere with a steel cherry. And you're like, whoa, no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the appeal of the sport as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's also, I feel like when all these like um, self-declared experts come out and talk about their yeah. opinions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a budget. What a bunch of losers, am like, I right? They're just like, oh yeah, we got some opinions. We'll just start yeah, a podcast. We'll about just it. start a podcast. People want to hear our opinions, anyways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, crazy, crazy um, sitch going on in the free agency. I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that is all the time we have for this episode. Do share it with your friends if you enjoyed this episode, if you think that your friends will enjoy it as well. As always, episodes 3 and 4 are still being edited, but do not worry, we are almost done, so expect it to be released soon. For this episode, we are signing off with Window by Still Woozy. If you would like to request an outro song for future episodes, you can message us on Instagram at sorry underscore to disappoint. I'm going to say that again. It is at sorry underscore to disappoint. Make sure you follow us there as well if you'd like. And on that note, we hope that your week will be less disappointing than we are. Take care. Peace. Pull me closer, please